Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. R.I.P. Only took to the last show to get a good bumper for the happy hour. So you're not going to do one next week? You're not doing it, are you? I have no idea. On the schedule, it says I'm supposed to be here, but I've been told that I was not, so I have no clue. You know what? I'll do it. You're going to do it anyway? I plan on getting... Uh, drinking some pops on the south side next Friday night anyway, so... I'll be there. Next. Screw it. God knows I'll be there for that. Oh, it'll be... Nice. Uh, it'll be It'll be a happy hour. I'll tweet out locations. I don't care. If yeah, that's fine. The Hoy Polloi want to show up, they can. Maybe I'll tweet I'm a them man out. of the people. Maybe I'll tweet them out. People like me. Yeah, they do. I don't people, know about people, you. People like me. People love me. Rumor has it, Slack, that uh, some cuts from my radio program made it on the DVE morning show yesterday. Yeah, they did. Today. Um, they did. Uh, thanks to... Uh, Thanks to our mutual friend uh, Timothy Benzarino. Good man. Yeah, great guy. It was it was nice. Uh, he was he was pretty excited today. We had uh, Brad Williams, a little person comic, in. Yeah. So Tim wasn't the shortest guy in the in the studio. It was That's pretty tremendous. He's pretty excited. Randy's not that tall. No, but Tim's shorter. Yeah, taller than Ben's. Right. Here's the deal, people. I'm going to eat my chicken tenders over the course of this segment because I wanted them so badly <sighs> and. I'm not afraid of transparency here on the Crowley Show. So, I'm a human. You're going to have to hear me eat. That's just a reality. Slack, you said that before you got on the air, you've got a huge hot take. Yeah, you uh, you were talking in the last segment about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady isn't playing, then it was such a missed opportunity for the Steelers to not beat Jacksonville because they would have been playing a wounded Tom Brady, or they would have been playing Brian Hoyer. I say they lucked out because what if they lost to a wounded Tom Brady or a Brian Hoyer, which, by the way, I think they could. If Blake Bortles can score 40 points on them, what's an actual offense going to do? The Steelers just put up 42 points on Jacksonville's defense. What's New England's defense going to do? They've, they've, been, uh, they've been better lately. They know how to play Ben. I, I think they could... I think they could still win that game. I think. I think. Oh, sure. Anytime two I teams think, take the I think field, the they can Patriots, win the game. I think the Patriots at home. They're. You're living in your fears, Slack. I'm not living in the fears. Well, I mean, the Steelers live live were living in their fears when they're having the onside kick with more than two minutes left in the game because they Mike Tomlin was like, our defense won't be able to get a stop. That's yeah, bad. We have to. We have to get it back. We have to do the dumbest thing ever right now because our defense is just inept. What are they going to do? Against, what would they have done against a real offense? It's not a real offense without Tom Brady. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. Hoyer's serviceable. They've got enough Hoyer, around him. Hoyer, Hoyer is serviceable. They don't really have enough around him. I think they do. The Steelers shut down everyone with they Rob have, Gronkowski more, the last time. They have, they have more than the Jags did. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I think Brian Hoyer is the worst quarterback than Blake Bortles. Uh, I think that's debatable. Okay, but I'll debate my I think, side. I think, I think Brian Hoyer, I think with, with Hoyer they would have won the AFC South. They did. They went ten to six. Won the. They South. just won the AFC South with Bortles. I know. I, I. I. don't think that they're any. I don't think they would be. Would have been any worse. I think they have more of a passing o- offense. I mean, Hoyer's not bad. He has a winning record as the Browns' quarterback. That's true. The only guy uh, in the last decade plus other ever than Kelly Holcomb, right? I mean, Kelly Holcomb yeah, is close. Yeah. But look, if Tom Brady plays, then. They hey, missed. They missed the only. They missed the opportunity we knew that that they missed. He's going to play. Okay, fine. But let's pretend he didn't. Then that's an incredibly missed opportunity. I don't care. You don't. 
you don't go into the game saying, oh, boy, we can't lose to this guy. You go into the game thinking, oh, my God, we've caught a break because we don't have to play Tom Brady. But I It's really... a cataclysmic historical failure if Brian Hoyer starts this game. And our mutual friend Pat McAfee, who's coming on the show next week, has reported exclusively that he is playing. Who, Hoyer? Yeah. Here's the thing. It's in Tell the, me the thing. It's in the Steelers' heads. I want to hear the thing. It's in the Steelers' heads that they can't beat the Patriots. It's a mental thing. It's like how every other team in the league is with the Steelers. You know, you get you get nervous playing Pittsburgh. They have your number. They beat you a lot. It happens. Um, and I think Brian Hoyer would have been good enough. I think the team around him, I think the coaching is definitely good enough. Hoyer's been in that system before. He knows what's going on. And I think if they were as, as embarrassing as the loss to Jacksonville is, a loss to Brian Hoyer would have been worse. It would have been, but I don't think they would have lost. The I game. think they would have. You, you, I, I, I'm not saying that to try to be Cal, Colin Coward. I think you are. Shock jock. I genuinely think that that defense was playing so horrible that the Patriots would have just kept the ball the entire game. They would have beat them on time of possession, you know, 38-22, something like that, where the, the, the Steelers just don't have the ball and milk the clock, win the game. I really think that would have happened. And as bad as it would have been, we would have been thinking, my God, we had a chance to finally win at one in Foxborough, finally get the monkey off our back, kind of, because they would have been playing Brady, and they still couldn't get it done. I really don't think they would have been able to get it done. I really don't. For whatever reason, the Steelers started off terribly against Jacksonville, but after that point, they outscored them. I mean, they fell behind 21 nothing. I mean, that doesn't win you a football game. Obviously, this is picking and choosing where I deem fit and arbitrary endpoints, but I think that if they had gotten by Jacksonville, they would have given New England a hell of a game. Uh, as for what you said about the Patriots being in the Steelers' head, they are insofar as the Steelers talk about New England all the freaking time, right. and, and that's annoying as all get out. But that being said, the fact that New England was in Pittsburgh's head is not why Pittsburgh lost the first game. Pittsburgh lost the first game because... They got hosed, and then after they got hosed, they made a terrible decision. But they just made terrible decisions against Jacksonville. I don't think that was only because they played New England. But what if, you know, they they go to New England and then they get down 10-3 or 14-6? What if they don't, though? But I think they would. Wally just texted me and said you're on drugs. I don't think think they would have been able to stop Brian Hoyer and the New England Patriots offense. I really don't. That defense was horrendous. They were making Jacoby Brissett look awesome. They were making Brett Hundley look... Brett Hoyer's actually a... Whatever his name is. So I'll take this the other way then. Okay. The best game the Steelers have played recently defensively was against New England. Was it? If you throw out the Houston game. Okay. Steelers played about as well as you could expect them to have played New England. Because they got up for the game. Mm Mm-hmm. They've gotten up to go to Foxborough again. I think the defense would have been better than what we saw against Jacksonville. I don't know, because all we heard about was how this was a revenge game and they were playing the Jags and they wanted to stick it to them and they wanted to show them that it was a flu. That's not all we heard, because in addition to that, we also heard New England, New England, we heard, New England. We heard a lot of that, though. We heard a lot of, we're going to get them. We heard Ben say, I want, I want Jacksonville. Well, you got him. You got your ass kicked. Well, he didn't. Well, he's on the Steelers. So... So What? Let's go to Mr. Richard up next on the Crowley Show. Mr. Richard, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, uh, hello. Since this is your last show, I wanted to call and congratulate you on your uh, 
interview with the mayor of Dole Cadido last night. Because, well, I guess the Mr. Richard probably fits in there because you might have learned something about because I deliberately listened to it, even though it took a long time. I just hung in there because I wanted to hear how you started the interview. And instead of saying, uh, I wanted to hear if you called Bill. But nope, you called him Mr. Peduto. And then two other times during the interview, you called him Mayor. So that's, Grandma will be proud of you. That's for, that's for <laughs> Mr. Richard, that's Mr. Right. Richard, two things here. Number one, this is not my last show. It's Randy Slack's last show yeah. at the Carson City Saloon. So I'll still be yeah, around. Come on, Dick. Thanks. I mean, come on, man. And and right. secondly, I thought that you would appreciate the Mister part of this. And also, I was confused as all get out as to what to call the mayor. What did uh, what did Bauman call the mayor today, Bill? Uh, he called him Mayor Peduto. Then he would call him Bill occasionally. Okay. I was trying to be as respectful as possible. I don't know what the decorum is there. They've gone to concerts and stuff together, though. If you've oh, had a they're beer, buddies? If you've had a beer with a guy, I bet you can probably call him by his first name. Okay. I think that's true. Mr. Richard, we will be here on Monday. See you later. It's Tater, Dick. Yeah, Dick. Nice. Coming up next, the Steelers are in a lot of trouble. Well, actually, it was the lack of... Of the Steelers being in trouble, that might be the issue. I'll explain. It's Randy Slack. It's Adam Crowley. What a tease! Now. The chicken's been consumed, so now I'm sweating. And I'm still swallowing. That's what she said. Randy Slack joining me here on the Bud Light Happy Hour, the final Bud Light Happy Hour for Randy Slack. Although I think we determined it's the penultimate Bud Light Happy Hour for you. You'll be here next week. If there is one, then yeah, and it'll be an extra happy hour. It might as well just start here at that point. That's probably what'll happen. Little little pregame drinking during the six to seven hour, then go yeah, out there and get on the, the old, world. Put it on the old iHeart tab for, for the pregame oh, yeah. festivities. That's not a bad idea at all. You know? I'm hammered now. Get a bottle of fireball and some goose and some uh some jack. I don't drink hard alcohol. Uh see I don't drink beer. Why are we friends? No Get out of here. Move south. You know what? All right, fine. Do the show. See you. Well, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. After the show. <laughs> After the show, I'll get mad at right. you. What do you make of Le'Veon Bell skipping the walkthrough the day before the biggest game of the season? Uh, Well, that's a problem. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's even more of a problem. You know, he's not getting his way, and clearly he's really not cool with it. And, again, you let your quarterback fire the offensive coordinator of the top 10 offense in the NFL and get his boy in there for the offensive court for the new offensive coordinator position. So you're letting the quarterback do whatever he wants and the running back who wants his contract, you're not giving it to him. So, you know, are you setting a, I, I understand, look, I understand and anybody should understand that the quarterback's more important than the, is the most important position on the field. Yes. Having said that, it's not going to make the situation any better by letting w- I think, what happened with Todd Haley happen. I do think it's different. You kowtow to a quarterback who's only got a couple of years left, and you know that this might be the end of your championship window for God knows how long because you just don't know who you're going to get there under center afterwards. So I think you have to kind of do what he wants to do. That being said, I don't like his antics. I don't know if he's the one who sets the bar, though, there. Uh, I think Mike Tomlin's been a little too easy on the Browns, the Bells of the world. In fact, I probably have been too because at the time this year I said, whatever, they're helping you win. You kind of let them do what they do. Right. But Tom is not going anywhere. 
next year, if both these players are still around, if they F up again, if they act like this, I do think you sit them down for a game. I think things need to change because I think the environment around here has become too lax, and I think Slack, that's one of the reasons that they lost this football game. I think the slack feeling, for pun's sake, sure. the, the lax feeling that they have around the facility translates onto the football field. And they play these bad teams, and they wind up beating them, but they beat them because they're more talented. And then they think that they can beat Jacksonville because they're more talented. And, hey, they're not more talented than Jacksonville. So you lose the football game. I think there's a trickle-down effect. And I hadn't thought about that before. Mm-hmm. I know other people have argued that. I'm new to that bandwagon. But this, for me, was the final straw. It can't keep happening. And it's a terrible, awful look. I mean, I don't know what what's Antonio Brown really done. I mean, he threw the Gatorade cooler once. I mean, he videotaped the, the locker room. Yeah, that was last year. Like this year, I, I didn't really have any problem with anything Antonio Brown okay. did. Whether or not... I'm just saying, like... No, no, okay, so fine. So whether or not he had a problem with what he did le- this year, let's say next year, he mouths off or shows up late or something like that. Right. You send a message next year, then? <sighs> I mean... I need hot take slack! It, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation, because... You didn't do anything until the very end with James Harrison of all the reports are to be believed of him sleeping in meetings and him not caring and him leaving. And, you know, for weeks he was, they got this sitting on the sidelines. He's doing those videos. And you got Martavis Bryant, which they did sit him for a game. But you got him doing all the stuff he was doing. You got Lev Bell doing the stuff he's doing. Like, if you're going to take a stand on anybody, you can't, you're not going to take a, you're not going to make an example out of Antonio Brown because I don't think any of the stuff he's done has been as egregious as the James Harrison. The videotape thing is egregious. I mean, that, that was bad, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, but I don't think he did anything that to that extent this year. Probably not. I think if you've got a guy on your team, who he works wants hard. to be traded. He absolutely works hard, and that's. I think there is a trickle down effect on that because he's the, the maybe the most talented player on that team, and he's the guy who works harder than everybody else. So I think if you're another guy in the team and you're like, man, that guy is way better than me, and he's here all the time, maybe I need to be here all the time too. Yeah, but then it can work that way with the crap too. Well, absolutely. And I think it did. So what I'm saying is regardless of whether or not you did anything this year, just because you didn't doesn't mean that you shouldn't next year just because you would say, well, we didn't last year, so we might as well just not do it. You have to, you have to at some point put your foot down, and next year – It'll be a beginning. But when, when are they going to put their foot down? If Le'Veon Bell or who? And who are they going to put the foot down on? That's the more important Whoever thing. it is who shows up late for a meeting, sorry, you're not playing this week. Yeah. You're not. Uh, something's got to change because we can't keep seeing the same thing happen all the time, year after year, and then just expect it to change. I love Mike Tom. I think he's done a hell of a job. But that's asinine. It, they have zero respect. Joey Porter, I guarantee you, is the guy who did not show up on time for this last game. Mm-hmm. James Harrison was leaving games earlier, showing up late, falling asleep in meetings. Uh, Martavis Bryant feels like he can go online and rip a teammate. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger feels like on a Tuesday he can say whatever the bleep he wants to to crook and phony. Like, I'm sorry, you can't have autonomy to say and do whatever you want to do. And uh, up until now, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but this Le'Veon thing pissed me the bleep off because to me it was just the final straw. It can't happen, so... I realize you have to treat talent differently than the guys who aren't quite as talented. Stars right. are different than your average, everyday, run-of-the-mill player. But maybe next year they can't be. Maybe next year you do send a message. And if something like this happens with any of these players again, F you, you're sitting for a game. 
That's a... Uh, you can't do it in the playoffs, though, and that's an issue. You can't. Yeah, you can't do it in the playoffs. If Love Bell doesn't show up, are you going to sit him for a playoff game? And he knows that. He knows he's not going to sit for a playoff game. And I, I don't know if I don't know if we're just too far gone because the star players are going to get their way with everything, and really they're the guys that are doing this the most. You know what I mean? It's not like you're seeing Tyler Matakavich going on Instagram saying, you know, God knows what. Hell, and the coach doesn't even know his name. He calls him Matakovich every time yeah. at a press conference. I think you're right. Uh, in, in so far as... Look, the, the Steelers are an emotional team. I was chewing. Thank you for uh, saying yeah. Yeah. The Steelers, The Steelers are an emotional team, which, which is a double-edged sword because at times they can be too relaxed... But then in other times, and a lot of times it shows up in big games, it shows up in primetime games, they're ready to go, and they have that extra oomph, they have that extra fire that they need. And I think that's just the way this team's going to be. I just think they're going to be an emotional team. They, they, they can be super hot, they can be cold. All right, then they have to do this. you got to get rid of the loud mouths that don't perform. Mike, yeah. Mike Mitchell, see ya. Joey Porter, see ya. Mm-hmm. Those two guys got to be gone as far as I'm concerned. I love Joey as a guy. I really do. Very friendly, easy to talk to. I've had a number of drinks with him sure. at, at training camp. Love Play the dude. Him. I think he's a good man. But he acts like a player. He's not a player. And we haven't seen the growth and development of the outside linebacker position. That's a distraction you can wipe away. Mike Mitchell, I'll give him a lot of credit for being tough. And there are reports out there now he played all season long with a terrible ankle injury. He's done that three times, though, in his four years. Where yeah. he's played throughout significant injury. That's good. You want a player to be tough, but at the same time, are you playing hurt so much so that you're actually hurting the team? Uh, yep. To me, see it. Goodbye. Later. Thank you for your time, mm-hmm. but you need to move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that if you do have guys that are that are malcontents, I I legit think that they should get rid of Martavis this off season. I know that he's got a cat friendly contract and he is a dynamic weapon. But I feel like you could probably get a decent pick for him, you know, maybe a third rounder, fourth round pick, for a guy who's, you know, your second, your third best receiver, probably going to be your third best guy at best, and really, if you have Lev Bell and Vance McDonald, maybe your fifth best passing pass catching option. Why not get rid of him? He he had a season where he didn't, you know, he he stayed clean. He doesn't want to be here. And if you're making him the fifth option next year, he's definitely not going to want to be here. Get something for him. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be what I want. I think that he offers a lot. Uh, I think. I think we I saw really, it in the second half. I, I. 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 I do as well. One of my problems with this team. But if you're trying to change the culture, that's a guy that you can pluck. I think. Yeah. Well, it, I think it helps two ways. It changes the culture, and the Steelers run into this problem. And I think we saw it with Todd Haley. There's so many playmakers that you want to try to get everybody to make sure everybody's getting the ball. So maybe if you take away a Martavis Bryant, then you're not worrying about, okay, well, we got to make sure that we're running plays for, for Martavis so he can get his touches today. You're getting rid of an option so you can focus more on Bell and Brown and McDonald and Smith-Schuster. And you could, you know, you're kind of zeroing in on your talented players cuz you can have too many you can have too many options. Yes. 100%. Le'Veon Bell. 
What do you do with him? You just mentioned him here uh, about the players that would be back next year. So we'll talk about that when we return. You guys know my opinion. We'll get slacks when we come back. I also don't think it's all that dumb what Le'Veon been doing. Uh, floating it on a Thursday, not showing up on a Saturday. In his mind, the Steelers could cut him. Well, not cut him, but not re-sign him. That's the best thing that could happen to him. Bidding war. Hello, we'll discuss. It's Adam Crowley. It's Randy Slack. Final segment forthcoming. Woo! For the Bud Light Happy Hour on ESPN Pittsburgh. There you go. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Tom Brady does not hurt. <laughs> not hurt at all. His hand is not hurt. It's his head that's hurt. Remember last year how Giselle said her husband had some concussions? His hand not hurt. His head is. He suffered a concussion. Getting smacked in the head by James Harrison. He wears the gloves, not because his hands hurt, but because he's so dumb, his brain's so scrambled, that he forgets to take the gloves off. That's quite the accusation. That is the hottest take of the day. I got it. That was the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. What do you think about that take? Damn! That's what I think. That was some fire, and I think you're an absolute lunatic for thinking that. He doesn't have a concussion? Come on! I don't think you understand what the hottest take of the day is. It's satire. Oh, okay. That was that was Joe's voice that did the production. Well, clearly. I mean, come on. Who else is going to do production? You? You're supposed to get the come show. We have, well, I we don't have, know. I don't know. We what... have Jim Cutler. You ever heard of the voice of ESPN? That's who does our station. Oh, Jim Okay, Cutler. you're going to be all tough. Act like you know something. Well, you yeah. know what? Why don't you just go down to North Carolina, you schmuck? I'm going to. What's your hottest take of the day? You got one? Uh, well, I mean. I didn't, I didn't ask you to prepare one. Does that have to one. be satirical? Oh, I, I do have one, actually. PNC Park is the most overrated thing in Pittsburgh. Whoa. Because, oh, my God, you can see the city. But guess what? If you go to the game twice... It's the same view. You don't go to Mount Washington every weekend because, oh, my God, do you ever go to Mount Washington? The view up there is incredible. If you go on the incline, you do it once, and that's it. PNC Park's garbage. They don't change anything. You go to PNC Park, it's the same amenities every year because Bob Nutting's cheap ass. They don't spend any money on the team. They don't spend any money on the facilities. Ooh, a view of the downtown. It's great. Believe me, I come in on 51 when I do this show. Every Friday, when I come in on 51, the view of downtown is unbelievable. I try to get a picture every time, but I'm driving my vehicle and I don't want to <laughs> die. But seriously, that's my, that, that's to me. I love that view more than the, the than coming through the Fort Pitt Tunnel. It's just it's so cool seeing it from that angle. But PNC Park, whatever. Joe, can you slap? That's not satirical. Joe, can you slap the end of the? Uh, can you slap the second bed down of the uh, hottest take of the day? Because that was better than my hottest take of the day. I got it. That was the hottest take of the day. I like that one. That's a real take. And you're not wrong. Pursuta says this all the time. He likes what he sees in St. Louis a hell of a lot more than what he sees in Pittsburgh. Because every time he goes there, they put a new banner up. 
That changes the view. Zing a zing zing. Zanging it. Joe, it's time for other crap. Woo! Other crap. Did you see the Joel Embiid? See what yeah. happened there? Uh, In 2014, he tweets at Rihanna and's like, "Girl, I want sums," and she says, "Hey, let me know when you're an all-star." Now he's been named an all-star for the first time, and he says, "I'm moving on." Good I for like him. It. I like that. He's probably smashing gash anyhow. Good job, good job, Joel Embiid. Yeah, he can probably get any lady in Philadelphia. I don't know how. How great that is, but it's a large city. There's got to be, there's got to be an eight somewhere. That's like the worst superpower you could have: be able to hook up with the hottest girl in Philadelphia. <laughs> like, there's so many other things I'd rather do than that. All right, so we've got a date coming up for next week. Yes. Whoa. We do. Easy, feller. Yeah. Friday. This is the penultimate Slack show, baby. It'll be the, it'll be the, the Slack farewell happy hour party brought to you by whoever. We're gonna drink some pops, Adam. Brought to you by fun. Bad Decisions, Joe. Brian, whoever's whoever the hell's back in the studio, you get your ass to Carson Street. It's going down.